0: Would you rather have wireless on the most reliable network nationwide or unlimited with 5G for $30 a month per line? You don't have to choose with Xfinity Mobile. Wireless so good it keeps one upping itself. Most reliable based on Root's Metric US report. Results vary, not an endorsement. $30 per month per line when you get four lines.
1: It is 9.30 on September the 12th. Welcome to another episode of Writing Walks. I'm your guide, Alexi Talander. And like last episode, this is another episode I'm recording from my little studio booth that I have in my bedroom because I'm unable to go outside and do an actual riding walk at any sort of park or outdoor area due to the excessive smoke we're dealing with right now in California. There's no uh, actual fires real close to where I live right now, which is a nice change, but um, But there are still a number of fires across California, and then there's all the big fires happening right now in Oregon. And because of all this, it's caused this huge amount of smoke to build up and basically cover the whole coastline of California from top to bottom, pretty much. And we're all part of that. So um, our smoke levels have been ridiculously high all week. Um, They are getting a little better now. They have been over the last few days but they're still pretty bad today, so I didn't want to be going out and trying to walk somewhere in this bad weather, in this bad smoky environment, and causing me to cough a bunch. So that's why I'm doing this episode for my little recording booth. I hope next episode to have the chance to go and visit a park and get back to our usual plan of doing a riding walk. Emphasis on the walk part of riding walks. But for today's episode, I'm going to be talking about my steps in how I write a novel. I thought it'd be interesting to go from this process from beginning to end and kind of get a sense of my approach to it. Everyone has their own style for those who completed it. I'm sure if you ask a number of different authors, they all have different ways of doing it. They might have different ways of when they started writing novels to how they write novels now. Um, As a writer, you always change and adapt and evolve and improve and you're just open to new things, I find. So this is how I go about writing a novel. I have done, I think, about three or four novels in my time. I've done NaNoWriMo twice. Each time I did hit that 50,000-word goal, but the novel wasn't done, and each time I did manage to finish the novel. I've written a young adult fantasy, a mystery thriller, and then I also wrote a what was planned to be four novellas, four post-apocalyptic novellas that kind of tied in with the four horsemen of the apocalypse Um, but the first one I wrote which I entitled White Horse ended up growing and growing and became its own whole novel and it was over over 95,000 words close to 100,000 words I believe at the end and again this was a planned novella it's still in that state and I think I'm leaning back more towards kind of get back down to a novella but at the moment it's still a novel and that was one more was able to write the end to and call a finished novel. I have a historical fiction novel I've been working on for years. I um, haven't been working on it in time recently. It's one I plan to get back to eventually once things open up with other projects and things like that because it's still a story I want to finish about the myth of King Arthur. Um, so that one's about, I don't know, a quarter done I think maybe. And then there's the novel I'm writing right now, which I've talked about a bit in various episodes, and that is uh, very far from over. I feel like I've barely just started, even though I have already hit 50,000 words with it. It's going to be a monster of a novel, but it's also going to be a lot of fun writing. So these are my kind of steps I take to writing a novel. Uh, This is kind of the advantage of doing the recording here in my little booth, because I'm able to have notes in front of me. Which is handy so I can know, don't have to memorize everything and make sure I get in the right order and stuff like that. Um, if I'm going to reference any writing walks episodes pre- from previous episodes, I can do that easily too. And the other great thing is, as a big tea lover, I get to drink tea while I'm doing this too. <sighs> so, my first of 10 steps in how I go about writing a novel from beginning to final draft, ready to be submitting to agents, editors, publishers, whatever it is. My first step is ideas and notes. So this is where I start to get various ideas about different stories, and I jot them down. And sometimes a story, an idea, will grow and become something bigger, develop more, and I'll want to add more to it and create more in it, and I'll realize, all oh, this will make a great short story that'll fit just well like that. And that'll be it pretty much. I, I won't always work out an ending or anything like that. I'll just sit down and write the thing and then find the ending as I'm writing it. And then sometimes I jot down an idea and some notes with it, and I keep adding to it. And I add more and more notes and grow the world more and develop it more, and it becomes a bigger, more encompassing thing. And that's when I realize I have something more here than just a short story. It could be a very long short story, it could be a novella, or it could be a giant thing called a novel. It's one of those things where you don't always know what it's gonna be necessarily till you start doing the whole thing. But also sometimes you can get the sense of it as you're adding to it, as you're getting a feel for the world and how big it's gonna be, how much space it's gonna occupy. And how many characters you're going to have, what the plot's going to be, if there's going to be subplots as you're adding more and more notes to it and things like that, that you realize even if you might want it to be something smaller or shorter, um, it's going to be a novel. This was, like I said, the case with the um, science fiction post-apocalyptic story I wrote that I originally had planned to make it a novella, and as I was adding more and more to it, it just kept growing and growing and became a full-length novel. That's not to say that the story was complete in that form as a novel, that even though I'd gotten to the end of it, it was finished. Because while I'd put the end on it, I hadn't gone through the extreme editing stages yet, which we'll get to in later steps too, with creating a novel and realizing that a lot of the story I may have created wasn't necessary for the actual plot of the book, the goal of the book, the goal of the story that a lot of it can get taken out and shrunk down and made into a tighter, finer, more precise story that I want to tell. That is the case with pretty much all novels when you're writing them, that they end up being bloated, heavy, massive first drafts, and that's just normal, because you're always going to cut back. You're always going to cut and edit and remove. I believe it's uh, Stephen King who said on rewriting, which might be in his, it's probably in his on writing book, where he says, when your story is ready for a rewrite, cut it to the bone. So, yeah, when you're editing, you're always going to be cutting it. When you're rewriting, you're always going to be cutting a lot more out of it. But anyway, getting back to our step one, ideas and notes. So I kind of realize as I'm growing, I'm growing and adding more stuff to this and I'm enjoying it. I'm wanting to know more. I'm wanting to find answers to questions I'm posing and and explore these characters, things like that, or this one character or this plot, depending on what I've come up with so far that I realized there's more here than just a simple little story. There's more that I want to find out about. And that's when I have to acknowledge and say, okay, this could be a book. And I don't always know at that point if it still can be.
0: Would you rather have wireless on the most reliable network nationwide or unlimited with 5G for $30 a month per line? You don't have to choose with Xfinity mobile wireless. So good. It keeps one upping itself. Most reliable based on roots metric us report results vary, not an endorsement $30 per month per line. When you get four lines.
1: And that's when I move to stage two, which is the outline. Some people do short, quick outlines with very little detail some authors do big extensive many page outlines some do practical some practically do outlines that encompass most of the novel and then when you actually go to the writing there's not as much writing left to do because the outline has become a part of the novel i err on more of the lighter side i will usually have depending on the size of the book a few pages um Chapter by chapter, usually, or at least by the part of the book and what it is, what it's going to encompass, so that I know where I'm going with each chapter. Um, Sometimes, too, when I'm ready to start the novel, I will have maybe half the outline done, um, and definitely not the ending of the book necessarily solved. But a direction of where I'm going to go, and then as I go along on those chapters I've already outlined, I will start to fill in details and realize where I'm going and be able to fill out more of my outline later on. And then sometimes, like with the book I'm writing right now, I have most of the outline done, where I know roughly where everything is going to go. But as I said, I tend to err on the lighter side of outlines and not be having too much detail. It's more just a few sentences in each chapter of wanting to know roughly what the chapter is going to be about, but in very simple, a few details, not much at all. And I always want to go more to the letting the characters tell the story and tell the plot and let me know what the story is because they're the ones that decide the story and write it i just do the typing <laughs> so once you got the outline done so the way you want it whether it's completely done half done a long big thing a short thing there are even some authors that do no outline at all i think stephen King might be one of those too and i believe i mentioned it a few times before too where he doesn't usually use a lot of outline he just goes with whatever's in his head and lets the story tell itself While he types. Um, So when you've got your outline done, that's when you move on to my stage three, which is research, if there is any. I just did an episode actually talking a bit about research. It was episode 10 of Writing Walks with the do's and don'ts and kind of risks and pitfalls of research. Um, In summary, research is a lot of fun. You get to learn lots of new things you didn't know before, and it gets to add more framework and structure and growth to your story. Often you can research so much that you'll be creating content that will never even make it into your book, but it's an outline, it's details and facts that you've learned that shape the story you're going to tell. And it may be stuff that's happened in the past, it may be stuff that will happen in the future. It may be similar sort of things, but not exactly the same, but it's details that have helped you move further along in the story you want to tell, and that when you go to tell that story, you're able to do it better because you know all this background information. It's like having uh, a degree in something, you know, you have this degree and all this amassed amount of knowledge, but when you're doing something specific, you may... When you're doing something specific, because you have this degree of knowledge already, you're able to do a lot more with that specific item because you know all else around it, all the other subjects around it, all the material, all the other details. So with research, it is important to set yourself a deadline for when you want to be done with your research so you can begin your book. Because you can find yourself doing research for way longer than you planned, because it's so much fun. And Ultimately, the book will never get started until you start writing that first line. That blank page will stay that way until you sit down and start chapter one, part one, whatever it is, and start putting words on the page. So that's why I feel it's important to have a deadline in mind for your research, whether it's a month, a week, a couple months. Set yourself that deadline, set an alarm to go off, a reminder or something to say, okay, we're done with research. And here's the thing with research, too. You can still research as you're kind of going through the book and writing. You can also, when you get into certain parts that you don't know, certain details about a character's history or, or about the field they're in, something like that, and you're not sure, you can just put a little note in for yourself later on after you finish that first draft to research that item down the road. But you don't want to get thrown off the writing you're doing right now by wasting time doing more research than you really needed to. I find it's much better to just keep writing, keep plowing through, and if you're not sure about anything, leave a note for your future self to read and then solve that answer, and then answer that question when you get to it. So set yourself that deadline for research, and when you get to it, stop doing research. Step four is writing. You've got to write that book now. You've got your outline already with your little guideposts, your plans for each chapter, so you know who your characters are from your outline and where your story is going to go. You've got your research that's, that's kind of put the meat on the bones of the story. Think of to give it like that. You've got your outline, which is kind of like the bones of the structure. And then you have a research, which is kind of like the meat and muscles that form around the bones that help to give it more solidity and make the bones actually work. With writing, step four, you need to sit down and just start writing. Make yourself a schedule, an hour a day. 10 minutes a day, five hours a day, only writing on weekends, whatever it is, keep sending yourself that goal, your weekly goal, and keep hitting it and keep working on it and keep working through it. There's going to be tough periods. There's going to be periods where you don't want to do this anymore. That is the hardest thing you've ever done. There's going to be periods when it's awesome and you're just feeling on top of the world and the writing's just coming and the words are just flowing and you never want it to stop. And then you realize you've been writing for six hours straight or something like that. But it's a blast. (laughs) But you've got to keep going. The key to writing a novel is not giving up. There are, I don't know, hundreds and actually millions of novels in the world, right, that have been published. And there are millions of novels that have been writing. There are millions of novels that are being written. But there are trillions of novels that have never been finished, that are hanging out in boxes, drawers, Tossed out, thrown away, deleted, saved on discs somewhere, (laughs) saved on um, backup drives or horror drives or whatever. Just tons of unfinished novels because the writer was working on it and it got too hard and they quit. The writing is kind of the hardest part, but it's also the funnest part, I find, because you're getting to do something no one else has ever done. You're getting to write this story, and you're getting to take that journey with the characters and learn about this story and go along with it on the adventure. And no one else has ever done that before. You're the first one doing it. You're the first passenger. You're the first reader. So it's special. You should enjoy it. Enjoy the thrill of it. Remember, it's not gonna be easy and keep working until we get to the end. It's gonna take a while. For most people, it takes years. For a number of people, it can take decades. Um, If you look up a lot of uh, writers, Patrick Rutherford Springs to Mind, um, George R. R. Martin too, um, a lot of uh, big authors that have done a lot. If you look at their first novels and how long they took to write, you'll find they can take years. I think actually it was the uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell by Susanna Clarke novel. That took her over a decade to write. But the key was she never quit. She worked until it was done. And now she has a best selling novel out of it and a special story that much of the world has gotten to enjoy. So we're working with writing in stage four here. It's taking a while. It's been years now, but you're starting to get close to the finish. So this is when we move into stage five finishing. Like I said, You've got to finish the book. You've got to get to the end and write the end on it. This is where your outline, if you've added any more to it, it's complete. You know where you're going. You can see the end. It's a light at the end of the distant tunnel, but you can see that light and it's coming closer. And this is where you've really got to try and stick to your schedule as much as you can. Possibly add even more writing time if it's possible. Give yourself more chances to keep writing and adding more to that story and getting closer to that finishing point because when you make it to that final line of that final page it's a feeling like no other and then you get to write the end and call it finished and your first draft is done and it feels amazing because you've done something that not many people on this planet have done you finished a novel as I said, many people want to write novels many people have started novels not as many people have finished them. So you need to get to that finishing point and then celebrate. Throw yourself a party. Do a family party or a friend's party. Whatever you want to do, make it a big deal because it is a big deal. And then we move on to stage six. And this is where it gets interesting. You're going to take that novel and you're going to put it away. And you're not going to look at it, read it, or think about it for as long as possible. I'd say minimum, three months. Yep, three months. Twelve weeks. That's the minimum I would recommend for it. If you could do more, six months would be even better. You could do a year, I guess, if you really want. (laughs) But I'd really recommend six months is a good number because you want to now give yourself the space from what you just did. This was a Herculean effort that you just did and you finished it. And now you need to recover recuperate, recharge, possibly say hi to your family and friends again, reconnect with the world that you've disconnected from, possibly. And you need to get back to a semblance of your normal life you had before and give yourself space from that novel you just finished. Because when you come back to it three months, six months down the road, it needs to look like a fresh new thing that you've never read before. And the reason for that is because you're going to move into stage seven, which is editing and rewriting. This is where you read your novel almost for the first time again because it's new and fresh and because you haven't looked at it in so long. Often I found when I come back to this stage, I think in my head, it's not going to be that good. It's going to take a ton of work to fix this. I'm going to have to do a ton of rewrites, change so much stuff. And it's going to come out totally different. And I don't think it was that good that first draft I did. But I'm ready to tackle that. And every time I've done that, I've been surprised at the book I've read. Because it's been a lot better than I expected. And I think partially that's because I don't remember, I don't remember it as well. Because I took that break from it. Because I gave it that distance. And because I'm able to look at it with fresh eyes. So like I said, every time I come back to it, it's been... A joyride. <laughs> but then we start with the editing and the rewriting, changing lots of things. I think it's Brandon Sanderson who goes through six or seven rewrites of every novel he does. I don't know if he still does that or not. It is one of those things that I feel the more books you do, you get better at getting closer to a good book with that first draft, and that you maybe need less rewrites afterwards. But again, that can vary depending on what kind of book you're doing and how How much of a struggle it was and how much of a problem, how much of a hurdle it was to get to it, to get through it, and to finish it. So you want to start rewriting. I find breaking everything up into smaller pieces makes it feel a little more easier to deal with, because otherwise you're thinking of this, say it's 100,000 words, you've got four or five hundred pages of manuscript to work through and you're trying to keep everything in your head as you're changing stuff and moving stuff around. Break things up into smaller parts, and then you can tackle them each better, add notes as you need to, tear apart that chapter, change things around, fix typos, grammar, whatever you want to do, whatever helps you get through it. Um, There are various ways you can also actually do the editing and rewriting. You can just edit on the screen, which is literally just changing the, the wording on the page on the screen and retyping, you can do... I would actually recommend actually doing this as a new draft and just copying the text and then changing it that way. So that way you always have your original draft to come back to if you need to check anything. Because once stuff is changed, you might have lost it. I do actually usually, when I finish a novel 2, have a printed out version hard copy, just because it feels great to have that big, heavy manuscript of paper done. And then I also have an original copy that can't really be lost on the screen. Another way of doing editing rewrites is you can mark stuff up with highlighting, changing font colors, even font types, just different things you can do of changes you want to do. I have before done also with Microsoft Word where you can add notes. And it'll do, you'll add a note to a phrase or a sentence, and then it'll stick a little uh, notepad file to the side of the margin to the right. And then you can put as many notes. You say here, well, we need to change this character's movement here, or how they're doing stuff. I got close to the idea I wanted here, but didn't like it. Need to do something else. Just all these notes that can just fill the page that way. Obviously, the uh, more common version that's been done for hundreds of years is you have that printed out copy, and then you take a pencil or pen, a red marker, whatever you want, paint. <laughs> And start marking everything up and changing things. I'm sure you've seen a number of drafts before, famous writers, where they've marked stuff up and changed things a lot. And here again, you're going through, and you're bringing up chapter by chapter and working through each little bit. And getting through again until we get to the end, and you've got everything changed around. And you've got your first rewrite done. And then you put all those changes in. And then you go through it again. And you do your next rewrite and going through all the further changes that you've seen. And this is where you start to find any inconsistencies between chapters or plot points or sections of the book. Um, stuff where characters may have not acted in their in their own character that you might have spotted and realized it doesn't sound right or whatever. This is where you're getting more into the specific details under the hood, so to speak, of your book. I would recommend doing at least three rewrites for a book. More is better. (laughs) More is always better. But much like research, this can lead down to a dangerous slope of you never feel that your book is ready and finished. So you keep rewriting and changing forever. And then 20 years have passed and your book is still not done and you're still not happy with it and the world is never going to get to see it. So again, I would recommend setting the number of rewrites you want for a book, three or four. Is the minimum I would say. If you want to do more, great, but don't do too many. Set yourself a limit so that when you get to there, you'll be able to move on to the next stage. So you finished your fourth rewrite and all the editing changes you made, and they're all in there, and you have a new version of the novel, which now looks a lot different to your first draft. It's probably a lot shorter. Um, different things might have happened. Different characters might have shown up. Some might have disappeared. Your plot has changed possibly a little bit. But the essence of your story that you wanted to write and that you did write in your first draft, is still there. So this is where we move on to step eight, beta reading. This is where you want to have fresh eyes look at your book that aren't you. You can have family do this, and you can have friends do this. I would recommend the more people the merrier. But try and have some friends who aren't just going to tell you it's fantastic, it's the best thing, it's the best thing I've ever read, you can't do any better than this, this is fantastic, that aren't just going to give you compliments. You want people who are going to be critical of your work to give you a different viewpoint that you haven't seen. Because because it's because it's your baby, it's going to look great to you always, especially now that you've gone through four rewrites and it's just this perfect thing in your mind. That's when you want different eyes to look on it and you want people to be honest, and you should tell them that. You might not get it so much from, say, if you have a sibling or a parent reading it, because they're always going to love it because it's your work. But you will get it from other friends, acquaintances. Um, This I would recommend, too, if you're in any sort of writing group and they're willing to do that to read your novel for you. I highly recommend it and be specific in what sort of feedback you want. If you want some people just to give you a general feel of what they thought of the story, if you want some people to look at the characters and how they work, tell them that. If you want other people to look at how the plot worked, if it worked well, if it felt honest and true, have that advice, you know. And if you want someone to be as tough as possible and, and nitpick everything, tell them that as well and give you that feedback. And in this way, You'll get multiple versions back from all these different people of what they thought of your novel. Now, here's the thing. They're not all true. All readers are different. All readers like different types of books. And this is why you're kind of casting around for a wide group of people with different opinions and ideas to see what feedback they can give you for your novel. And then you go through all that feedback And some cases you'll say, nope, that's totally wrong. I knew what I was doing there. That was the right thing. Or I can see how you might want to do this, but this doesn't feel right for the character. I have to stick to it this way or whatever. And then sometimes you might see something that's a glaring hole or a plot point, a plot hole, something you missed, and you realize that's totally right. I need to fix that now. That is why you want to have beta readers. When you're a published author who's got multiple bestsellers and you've been around for a long time, you have editors who do this for you. But when it's your first novel, you want to find beta readers to help you. So then we go on to step nine, the final draft. So this is where you've pulled together all the feedback you've gotten from your various beta readers, whether you put it in a giant spreadsheet, whether you have a page for each person of what they thought or whatever it's going to be, you pull it all together, you decide what you're going to change and what you're going to fix. And you go through that final draft, that final rewrite, those final changes, and have everything right the way you want it. And then when you get to that final point and you finish that draft, it's done. You feel there's nothing more you can do for the book, that it's as perfect as it's going to be. And so then it's the next hard part. (laughs) I know, these have all been pretty hard parts, but this is possibly the hardest one. I know I said writing is really tough, but this is the one where you have to set your novel free and put it out in the world. This is where you're going to be submitting it to agents or possibly publishers, if you have an agent already. But if it's something where you want to get your story published, you want to get your book published, you need to start with an agent, because they're the people who know if your novel is something that can be published, and they know the people to get in touch with to see about getting your novel published. So this is where you're going to be. Sending out to agents, querying them. And then if they ask for it, seeing your full novel and then hopefully getting back to you and saying, yes, they want to represent you and they want to start submitting your novel to publishers. I think I'll do a separate episode on querying and agents because I've had a little bit of experience with that. But that's the final stage. Step 10, submitting and putting it out there and having to let go. (laughs) Having to let the world see it And making it really sink in that this thing isn't just between you and maybe a few friends anymore. This is something that a larger part of the world is going to see. And hopefully, if it all gets published, thousands of people will start reading, maybe lots more. It's a tough thing to do. But when you're writing a novel, it's usually your end goal. Is you want to create this unique story that started way back when with this little idea that grew and grew. And now it's something you want to share with others around the world. So there you have my 10 stages for how I write a novel. I'm not going to do a recommendation this time because I've gone on for long enough with this long episode. If anyone has questions about parts of this episode, stages of how I write a novel, questions or anything to do with novels and stuff like that, feel free to email me at writingwalks at gmail.com and I'd be happy to talk about any areas to do with novel writing. If this has been helpful to you, if you have other thoughts about it, I'm happy to hear from you. If you would like to support Writing Walks, you can do so on our Patreon at patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast where you get access to bonus material for all our shows, such as Ostium, Manifestations, Circe, and Writing Walks. I would really appreciate any support you can give, because it helps the other shows, and it makes me happy to know that you enjoy the show enough to support it monetarily. For now, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I had fun talking about how I write novels, and it makes me really want to get back to my novel that I'm working on right now. I won't do it tonight, because it's kind of late but I hope to get back to it next week sometime because I'm excited about it now, going through all these steps again. Not that I wasn't before, but now I'm even more excited. So I'll leave you to it
0: Now the Peloton Bike Plus is its best price yet at $500 less. Find more game-changing prices on the original Peloton Bike and Peloton Tread. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more.
1: And I'll be seeing you again on our next episode of Riding Walks next month. Thanks again for listening, and see you on the next Riding Walks.
0: Did you know you're more likely to stick to a fitness routine if it's something you enjoy? Peloton instructors design their classes to be something you'll want to do instead of something you have to do. And it works. 73% of Peloton members work out more than they did before joining, and 92% stay active after a year. Peloton instructors are fitness pros and experts at guiding you through every workout, whatever your fitness level. That's because they don't just teach. They motivate. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more.